we want a deal, but we need to sit down with the federal government and the prime minister and uh, really have a, a talk across the table. Uh, so that, that's what we, we want. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still confident that we're going to get a deal. Uh, I, I really am. I'm very, very confident. So we're going to keep working at it, and I'm sure uh, all of us will be out uh, making an announcement, hopefully sooner than later. There you go. That's the Premier talking in Hamilton on a Thursday. And now he is willing to accept some strings from the Trudeau government to get more health care funding. Um, you know, the provinces and the federal government have uh, been locked in uh, loggerheads because the provinces want funding boosted from 22% to 35%. And that comes nowhere near what the, the feds are actually supposed to pay. They're actually supposed to pay 50-50, but that's somehow that disappeared and it's never come back. Um, but they didn't want strings attached as far as the provinces were concerned uh, because Trudeau wants as those strings a national health care data system as a form of accountability, which would include data on provinces' health care workforces. But he also wants reforms, which, yeah, we, we can't keep throwing money at this. We actually do need reforms. What those look like, what that means, does that mean federal involvement? Don't know. So, as you heard, Ford thinks they'll get a deal, but next week he is expected already to start announcing some big changes on how we are going to get health care delivered. He did, um, and this week, uh, announce formally the um, new arrangement with pharmacists where they can prescribe, you know, ointments and things like bladder infection, maybe, um, you know, things for... Well, I can't think of the word I'm looking at uh, in my head, but uh, infection, stuff like that, uh, basic stuff. But next week, we're supposed to learn more about how the private system will help. And already it's getting a lot of pushback, even though we have private care and have for a very long time in the system. Francesca Grosso, of course, principal at health policy firm Grosso McCarthy, called this a long time ago and said this would happen. She joins us now. Hello there. Hello, antibiotics. Yeah, that, that, that was, I was totally, I'm like, anti-something, they get rid of infections. Yeah, that, thank you for, uh, for, for curing me of my uh, forgetfulness. But you were on here a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and, and you said, look, yeah, accept the strings, which I don't think is asking a lot. I'm not sure about the data part of it, because I would want to know what's being shared, but certainly we pay the taxes. What are we paying for? Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I was very uh, pleased to see that Ford is actually breaking with tradition because I don't recall any premier actually agreeing to accept any strings. It's almost a point of honor, I think a misguided point of honor, to say we are the province, we deliver health care, and nobody tells us how or what to do or what is needed. But the fact of the matter is that the, the federal government absolutely should be able to use, if the tax dollars it gets from us, to buy change that it feels is needed at a national level. And nobody is mm -hmm. going to, you know, make me feel differently. On the data side, it actually is really important. I know when you talk about data, Alex, everybody's eyes glaze over, right, because it sounds so boring. But look, if you knew that you could get on a website and you could, a national repository of data like Kaihai, not, not a government run, but this is, this is our, our, our Institute for Health Information, and you could figure out whether your province is doing poorly or or better than the right. next province on wait times, for example. Or you could get a real picture of, you know, how many doctors we have per capita compared to. Mm -hmm. The problem we have right now is that provinces aren't using consistent measures, and therefore we have terrible health data and because it's not comparable. 
So everybody's measuring. Well, it's also political. So, I I mean, we we have been able to get some data on how many people are waiting on wait lists, how many people are are dying on wait lists. But even the group uh, SecondStreet.org trying to get that. I mean, it took months to get a lot of it's redacted. Ontario, because they don't want to be transparent about those figures. Well, and the truth is also that they're all measuring these things differently. When does a wait time really start? Depending when you start the clock, right, you might get a different answer. You're right. It is political, Mm -hmm. and that is why I do feel, to be frank, that there is a real role for the federal government here to step up to the plate and say, you know what, we're going to do the interests of the public where the individual provinces may not have as much of an appetite or an interest to do it. So, yes, federal dollars uh, should be used to buy change that is needed at a national level. I have also been in government many years ago, albeit, and I can tell you, I don't think much has changed. A lot of these dollars come in and they end up in general revenues. So kudos to Ford because he used a line that I recall actually using a number of months ago to say, we have to have more accountability for people and we are the same taxpayers. So good for him. And this is a huge break. People should understand he's taking a position that I don't recall any other premier taking before in the province of Ontario, at least not in my lifetime, that actually was prepared to say, yes, we have to work together and we've got to, uh, to, to, you know, uh, paddle in the same direction here. So good for him. Yeah, Premier Legault has already said, nope, not going to happen. So I don't know if Ford does not want to have these one-off deals, but we'll see what it, it happens. But we do need this money desperately. Um, Ford is expected, as you know, to lay out some changes on how we're going to get delivery. He made clear uh, this week that people don't care how they get it. They just want it. So he's talking about things like the shoulder ice clinic will be able to pick up other things, get surgeries, things like hip replacements, knee replacements, eye cataract surgeries, the things that like people are now having to wait two and a half years for will be delivered by private surgery. And Francesca, for whatever reason, this gets a ton of pushback, even though under the wind government, they increase this stuff, even though it's not new in the system, we clearly need it. But even, um, you know, the regulatory body for for um, the Ontario doctors is pushing back. Yeah. So first of all, just a little point of correction, the wind government actually didn't expand, which is part of the problem. We are behind every jurisdiction in the world. And by the way, publicly funded jurisdiction in the world on this front. Everybody uses private delivery for publicly funded services, as does Ontario, but we don't do it to scale. We don't have a lot of capacity out there. And then we saw in the pandemic when you shut the hospital down, no one could get anything. Uh, And by the way, we are the outlier of all the provinces, regardless Mm. of political stripe. Every other province is using private clinics and has actually increased tremendously the capacity after COVID. So once again, I'm going to say kudos to the Ford government for swimming upstream because it is upstream. And and when you said about, you know, interest groups, and I think you mentioned the OMA, uh, there's also the regulator and others. This is why we never get this stuff done is because there is an interest on the part of certain provider groups to push ideas uh, that, uh, for whatever reason, and they are the blockers. It's not the public. It is not the public. But I would say that before everybody gets, you know, uh, you know, their knickers in a knot, we got to hear what this announcement is because I think I've been hearing a lot of uh, people that uh, have decided what they think is going to be announced. 
mm-hmm. and all of the repercussions. But remember, whenever you do anything, the devil is always in the details. It's about yes. how you roll it out. It's about what provisions you have in place for safeguards. And those things are important. And I cannot imagine that this government would come out with an announcement and not think about those things. I'm sure they have. Let's wait and see. But this is welcome news. We need to be doing, we need to catch up with the rest of the world and the rest of Canada. Yeah, I mean, we just have far too many stories about people not getting care, people dying, waiting for care, and either we change it or we suffer it. Take your pick. But we got a long way to go. Seniors are far outweighing you know, younger people, we've got, a, you know, a lot of demand on the system and it's never going to get fixed if we don't allow some changes. So stay tuned. Uh, have a great weekend, Francesca. Appreciate your time always. Back at you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Francesca Grosso. So next week uh, we are expecting some formal, um, you know, details on what this will look like moving forward. But I, I'm with Francesca. Let's just get it done. Imagine waiting two and a half years get a hip replacement doesn't sound like a big deal but if you're in chronic pain and you've ever had chronic pain it is a nightmare and of course it just leads to other very big problems